Yeah, yeah, yeah. G'day. I was at a social occasion, friends, acquaintances, that kind of thing. There was alcohol. Yes, we were drinking. Mm-hmm. At a bar. That's right. And I used a word that I calculated would be uh, like a, a bit of a risk. But the calculation was that it would be seen as a fun, edgy, cheeky thing to do. And instead of being cool, uh, one of the acquaintances uh, pulled me up, collared me. Uh, I was going to say buttonholed. Is that a... doesn't matter. The person, instead of being cool and hearing a word that uh, they didn't like and making a mental note to not be a fucking cunt, uh, instead decided, no, 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 I've heard a word I don't like. I'm going to be a fucking dipstick and throw a stick in the spokes of this smoothly running social occasion. I'm going to use this moment to call out some behaviour that I do not think is okay. Um, the word was retard, friends. I'm sorry I didn't warn you. It's too late, I've said it. The cat's out of the bag. Retard. That's the word I said. And um, now, let's bear in mind that if I was doing a live show or even a an online video, I wouldn't use the word retard under any circumstances. I'll do it here. And hey, I'm being serious. I'll do it here. Because I've got important things to talk about. Just the same way the person who interrupted me to say, hey, can I ask you to not use that word? Retard, that was the word that they, the person didn't want me to use. Can I ask you to not use that word? I don't remember the exact wording, but that was... It, pretty much and um, what I didn't say to the person was can I ask you to not behave like a private school cunt because that would be unreasonable wouldn't it if you've been to private school you're a cunt and nothing will ever save you um, in a way you're socially retarded because you live in a network of and um, by the way I should I should have mentioned I'm about to go off on a rant about private school uh, the education system and what it's like to be cut out of a lot of a lot uh, of life's opportunities because of things like like for instance maybe what happened when I was 11 was 11 years of age um, maybe I was reading um, years ahead of my um, year level. Um, I loved reading. I was a bookworm. I was reading years ahead of uh, the class and my comprehension of reading was therefore hugely advanced. Uh, I, was, I was still just a fucking kid. But anyway, teachers said, I think Sean uh, should uh, apply for a scholarship to get into a school that's going to provide him with an education that actually interests him because high school is going to bore him to death. The high school is not designed to deal with people who 
who are reading years ahead of their um, level. Anyway, my dad, um, whose father was a reasonably affluent accountant, decided that evolution uh, isn't a process that is progressive and that, that, in fact, the idea of progress is not real. Progress? Progress. Progress isn't a real thing and that life simply stumbles forward blindly with maybe one ear hanging off and its throat torn out with some shit down the back of its legs. And he said, no, I don't think we're going to do that with Sean. He's going to go to a real person's school and grow up to be a real person. And what happened was... I went to a school that couldn't cope with me. They didn't know what to do with me. I'm not saying that I was a fireball of fucking intellect, but anyway, um, I ended up getting no education, really, and no start in life. Uh, When there was a school reunion 10 years after school ended, I didn't go. And I learned that, in fact, a lot of the people I went to school with were still in touch with each other. Not like a a private school network of, you know, that's powerful, that's tapped into the top end of town. But, and I thought, wow, I don't even have friends from high school. It was that bad an experience that I wanted nothing further to, I was... To this day, the concept of high school fills me with shame and regret, missed opportunity, which is, you know, obviously it's not very fair. I shouldn't have been there in the first place, but here's the thing. My father didn't want me to go to a private school because what he said, these are his words, I don't want him to turn into a suck. A suck? Yeah, like, you know, a suck hole. Um, an asshole. A fucking cunt. So I missed out. And I'm torn by this because I look at the world uh, where uh, I've missed out on a lot of opportunities. People say to me, Sean, you're white, you're male, you're middle class, you're handsome, you're intelligent. I say, do go on. But also, my mother abandoned me when I was a child, which was destroyed me. Uh, And I was raised by a psychotic fucking mental case who uh, psychically, emotionally, spiritually, and often physically attacked and assaulted me for the entirety of my childhood, right up until I left home at the age of 21. I don't know know why I left at 21. You would have thought I'd be out of there, but I was so stunted. I was so damaged. I was so shattered that I didn't feel strong enough to leave the nest, even though the nest was fucking terrible. So, um, here I am, a grown man who uh, struggles, frankly, to... uh, No, we'll just leave it at that. I, I struggle. Lots of people struggle. Millions of billions of people struggle. I'm another one of them. Uh, 
this person said to me, I'm going to ask you to not use that word retard. And I thought, wow, you don't know how much it hurts that you feel you can do that to me. That you can, I don't know, what is it? Correct me like I'm a child? Um, that you can correct me as if I don't know what's going on? That you can correct me as if I don't understand how things work? That you can correct me as if I am some kind of disease carrier, carrying the disease of patriarchy and toxic masculinity. And that you feel safe to do that. You feel safe doing that. Imagine feeling that safe. That you could interrupt another person and go, hey, can you not use that word? I can't imagine that. That's where I'm at. I can't imagine calling out another person. Oh, I mean, if it was about something that mattered, maybe. But does it matter? Using the word retard? I stopped using the word retard. Uh, when I got a complaint, this is like 10 years ago, about my online work, online videos, I got feedback secondhand, and this, this part's always good. This is really good. I, I, I loved this. A friend said, oh, a friend of mine, Sean, has stopped watching your videos because they've got a child that's autistic and you use the word retard. And my mind went through a few things. One was... What does retard have to do with autistic? I don't know what you're talking about. They're different things, uh, but okay, whatever. Um, two, why didn't the person message me and say, hey, Sean, can we have a hi? How are you? Hi, Sean, how are you? How are you going? Hi, Sean, I'm, I've watched your videos and I enjoy them. Oh, do you? you? You like watching them, do you? You like watching my videos? Yes, I do enjoy watching your videos. Uh, Got a lot of interesting ideas. Oh, thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. And I, also, I love getting feedback uh, from people who watch because I try to fold that back into the work. Into the work. Oh, that's good because um. Oh, check this out. I got a, I got a son who's autistic, and um, sometimes when he's at school, kids call him retarded. They say you're a retard. And I go, oh, that's awful. That's Oh, that's no good. Um, yeah, yeah, and I noticed recently you used the word retard in um, a video, and obviously you're not directing the word at my son. That's insane. But I felt sort of sick inside because it reminded me of an awful sort of thing. I, that's, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Jesus. Retard, eh? So can that, right, that can have that effect on, Jesus, that, that effect on people. Wow, that's not very, that's not the effect I'm going for with my videos at all. I, I you know, I'm thinking in terms of having a, having a crack at the powers that be, you know what I mean? That oppress and fucking destroy all of us and make us, you know, live our lives on rails, really, that, arrive at some kind of emotional Auschwitz at the end when we realise um, 
well, that was a waste of my fucking time. I thought I had a spirit, but instead I was a consumer slash slave. No, that's not. Look, hey, what do you reckon? What, what, what would you say to um, if I stopped using the word retard? Because that's not the effect I want my... Hey, that'd be great if you stopped using the word retard in your video. I'd really appreciate Appreciate. Hey, it's no problem at all. I can do that. I, you know, I just didn't know that. Um, no, I'm, yeah. End scene. And we could have that discussion, um, and then we would sort of sign off, and then I would go away and think to myself, Jesus Christ, what an oversensitive piece of shit. Am I here to solve your problems, you fucking asshole? Fucking passive-aggressive prick. And I think this is why people don't have the balls to approach performers and what have you through direct messages and stuff and have an adult conversation because they know on some level that actually they're wrong and they should just suck it up. They should learn to cope. Now you might think, Sean, Jesus Christ, that is awful. Well, I was abandoned by my mother. I was raised by a psychotic father. I was denied the education that really anything less than a fucking real good education for me. Well, the way it turned out was I was spat out the other side as barely a, barely a fucking dishwasher. So you tell me what's fair. And you tell me about injustice. And you tell me how how well the fucking the victim dick measuring contest is going as uh, the powers that be crush us all, um, destroy the environment. I know saying destroy the environment is kind of a, you know, if I was to say destroy the environment, you say, hey, Sean, can I ask you to not say destroy the environment? Um, can you go into more detail and say, instead and say uh, blow the roofs off mountaintops, poison the oceans, uh, leak nuclear waste into the seas, dry up the rivers, level, burn, bulldoze and turn to ash and dust? the forests and jungles, uh, turn countryside into desert, uh, raise the uh, temperature, raise sea level. Uh, and in both of those cases, like it's not, not a smooth thing, the temperature doesn't just, you know, it happens in bursts, horrific heat waves that kill people, sudden bursts of uh, water, Tides swamping in and wiping out towns and villages. To Adelaide recently for the Adelaide Fringe and had uh, experiences. Got a couple of great reviews for the show, Death to America. Uh, pretty stoked with that. And got a really shit review from the Murdoch Press. It's the second time we've had a shit review from the Murdoch Press. Had one a couple of years ago uh, in Melbourne. And I'm thinking what I need to do is make a banner 
and hang it on stage on the back wall behind me. I hope I've specified where I'm hanging this banner. I hope you're picturing it. And it will say, Murdoch Press Not Welcome. Now, obviously, that's a distraction from the show in some ways, uh, but how this will work is if the Murdoch Press insist on sending reviewers to my left-wing comedy shows, shows that they're going to fucking hate because Murdoch's a right-wing piece of shit. He's a Nazi. He's a fascist. Everyone who works for him is garbage. No exceptions. I've actually got friends who work for the Murdoch Press who I've uh, got a lot of time for, you know. Love to have a beer with them and a chat about things. Anyway, they're all garbage and they all deserve to die. Um, but the idea being, if I get a Murdoch Press review, I can then go on the offensive and say, I notice in your review you didn't mention the big banner that said, Murdoch Press Not Welcome. What was it about the banner that wasn't fucking clear? We don't want your reviews. We don't want your opinion. We don't care what you think. Stop printing reviews. Stop printing terrible fucking reviews that send out the message to the public that my shows are shit. Now, I'll let you in on a little secret about advertising. Um, you might know that advertising appeals to some of your baser instincts, you know. It appeals to your insecurities and your fears. And But another thing that advertising does is it gives you the impression that the product being advertised um, is good. That's why people pay so much for it. That's why advertising is such a huge um, chunk of modern life, modern commerce, the market. Um, and when the Murdoch Press, who are always the biggest newspaper in whatever city they're in, they are in Adelaide, they are in Melbourne, they are in Sydney, um, when they print or have on their website uh, a, a one or one and a half star review that eviscerates my show, um, this is not advertising, actually. It doesn't encourage people to see my show. And I suspect it even, it even tells comics that I haven't seen for a while because comics often might not see each other for a year or two. We're off doing different things. They'll see the review and go, oh, no. Oh, Sean has become terrible at comedy. Apparently, Sean is no good at it. I thought he was good, but he's not. It says it right there in the review. So I've got to develop strategies for dealing with uh, right-wing attacks on my lovely comedy show called Death to America. I mean, how do you not know a show called Death to America is going to be lefty nonsense? And by the way, there is no such thing as left-wing comedy that will is appreciated by right-wing dickheads, you know. doesn't fucking exist. So 
I'm up against it. But I can only be myself. Uh, you know, my thinking was that by pursuing what I'm genuinely interested in, uh, I would be, I would feel, it would be honourable. It would be the honourable thing to do. Instead of pursuing the dollar by sucking up to people I have no time for and f attempting to fit into a system that doesn't really want me anyway, no, I'll, I would stick to my guns and do my thing. And, you know, perhaps I'll have a niche audience, but it didn't occur to me that I would be, like I'd be niche, and then on top of that I'd have the Murdoch press attacking my shows so that people don't come and so that um, comedy is hard. Yeah, comedy is hard. Political comedy is harder. Political comedy, if your politics are unacceptable, even harder. Now, check this out. If I was a Nazi, I would be on Triple J. I'd be on The Project. I'd be on... I'd be all over the media being asked my opinion about all sorts of things. Um, that's just, that's a fact. In Australia, uh, if you're a Nazi, you get a good run in mainstream media. Uh, they can dress you up as a curiosity, but they don't even do that. They treat you like you're a normal human being with slightly different opinions. They treat you as if you're someone who is just very passionate about genocide, you know? It's just what I'm on about, you know? So, yeah, had a great time uh, in Adelaide and Perth. Um, but also got fucked so hard in the ass that blood is jetting out of my anus. So, that's the career update. Now you know, I think, why there are so many boring comedians. Because to be anything else is to fucking struggle. Um, and don't we just live for the struggle? Hooray for yay! Oh, look, we've had some great news. Uh, for Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2018 in Melbourne. <laughs> Check this out, guys. This is amazing. What's going to be happening is public transport is going to be massively disrupted. So it's actually quite hard for people to make it to and from comedy shows and this will affect ticket sales. And how that works is, <laughs> ah, and this is so, so funny, um, hundreds of comedians making their way in the world and building not just their dream but 
you know, their very lives, livelihoods, futures, uh, attempting to escape poverty even, attempting to escape uh, a soul-crushing life of drudgery and pointless busy work. <laughs> um, hundreds of comics who've put everything on the line for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2018, uh, who've spent a lot of money hiring rooms, paying for technicians uh, to take care of the sound and light for their shows, paying for sound and light for the equipment and for scaffolds and spotlights, uh, room hire, did I say room hire? That can be pretty exy, as they say. Uh, all of those comics are going to wind up at the end of the festival, not only spiritually broken from performing to audiences of up to two people because of the <laughs> decision um, to deal with a lot of Melbourne's infrastructure woes during a major festival. <laughs> They're not only going to be crushed by the experience of performing to no one, they're also going to find themselves in a lot of debt. And oh, it gets funnier. This news has just come through today, uh, now. Um, so a lot of people over the course of the next 24 hours will be sort of waking up to the news that they are trapped in a system that is fucking them. <laughs> oh, what a, what a funny, funny place Melbourne is. It's a city of culture and, and festivals and artists, artists and performers who, um, yeah, are about to have not only a very bad time, um, but a very expensive time. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Um, I'm assuming how this will affect me, this extreme disruption to public transport that's going to be occurring, occurring because of major uh, construction blitz to deal with Melbourne's infrastructure and traffic woes. I'm assuming how this will affect me is that the thankfully small room uh, I rented, uh, we're renting, uh, that we're putting ourselves in, um, will um, not leave us too horrifically in debt because it's a small, relatively inexpensive room. Um, and that I will simply cope with the fact that there's no one there every night and that over a two-week period I'll probably have to cancel uh, oh, half the shows. But, <laughs> oh, oh, and here's where it's, this is where it gets really funny. <laughs> oh, gee. Um, every day, though, I will prepare for the show. I'll rehearse for up to four hours a day uh, because, you know, if you're going to do a show, you want to be laser-focused, you want to be... There can't be any complacency, you can't leave anything to chance. Comedy is very much an in-the-now situation, live comedy is. Um, 
you never know what's going to happen on a day. You need to be so far ahead of the audience, and that takes a lot of preparation. You can't just wander in there and uh, sort of cruise on your talent. So I'll be knocking myself out for two weeks uh, <laughs> uh, to possibly uh, cancel um, half the run because people find it too hard to get in and out of the city because uh, public transport is going to be rammed, uh, replaced by bus services, which are incredibly clunky and uncomfortable. Um, and uh, I can assume, well, we can assume that the app ride services uh, will take full advantage of the emergency and be so expensive to use that people just won't. So the city's going to be a ghost town. <laughs> it's going to be a ghost town full of suicidal comedians. <laughs> I just realised that the segment about the Melbourne International Comedy Festival public transport woes, the bit you just heard, uh, I leaned heavily on a device that I heard Mark Forward in his podcast only yesterday. So listen to his podcast if you want to hear that comedic device uh, used um, better, basically. Um, I won't edit out that bit, though, because uh, I like it. And uh, I'm not too worried about the lack of originality because I don't think anyone is going to hear any of this, frankly. The only people who are going to hear it are people who either like or tolerate my shit. Okay. Okay. Like and or tolerate my shit. All right. Fair enough. Okay, okay. Tolerate my shit. That's the name of my next show. Tolerate my shit. Where I demand that people take time out of their fucking important lives and, and um, tolerate my shit. An hour of tolerating me. Um... I could soften it. Uh, I, the show could be called Thank You for Your Patience, but I think that's already been done. Not sure who did that. I could I could Google it, or I could duck, duck, go it. Um, I've just discovered that apparently I should be using duck, duck, go instead of Google. Though, to be honest, I don't remember the last time I used a search engine. I like to live in the now of social media, a hellhole, a blasted landscape of stench fumes where people talk to each other directly with no middleman. Okay, there's a bit of a middleman. I mean, Twitter and Facebook uh, have definitely got their problems. Huge problems, in fact. However, if I hear you in conversation referring to Facebook as fascist book, I'm going to think, Jesus Christ, is this one of these people who 
changes the names of politicians to something, you know, scatological, like uh, like changing the name of Prime Prime Minister Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull to brace yourselves, Jesus Christ, there should be a trigger warning or something. Uh, they change it to Prime Minister Turdball. <laughs> ah, oh, if you could see my face, I'm having such a good time thinking about all the fun you could have changing the names of politicians instead of hunting them and murdering them along with their fucking families, people who look like their family, people who've met their family, the concept of family, the concept of a patriarchal traditional society. All of that's got to fucking go, doesn't it? Surely. Yes, my mouth is filling with saliva because I'm mental. Swallows saliva. So here we are. What was I talking about? Politicians changing the name of things, social media. I'm all for, all for social media. Last year, my Twitter account, which I had, was open for 10 years, something like that. Uh, something like, I don't know, a thousand followers? Thousands of, did I have 3,000 followers? I don't know. I used to get 3,000 people watching each one of my YouTube videos before they changed uh, everything uh, to make it all... They worked out how to make it all about advertising and that was the end of what I didn't realise was a golden a golden age. didn't feel like a golden age because I was still uh, recovering from mental illness. As, I, as life goes on, I am less and less recovering from mental illness and more and more um, sort of in a very sane way uh, dealing with the fact that mental illness ruined my life, which is a lot of fun. It's, it's good to be unprotected by delusions, you know. It's good, to, it's good to have none of that bullshit gloss of the idea of, you know, unfounded hopes in between me and reality. It's good to know that with clear eyes, you know, that without lying to myself or having any fantasies, that I am well and truly up shit creek. I'm fucked. I'm in a lot of fucking trouble. Um, but then again, aren't we all? Uh, speaking with a new friend the other day, and we were talking about the the thing of the trouble in the world. And we were having a beer outside a pub, smoking cigarettes, having a good time. And I said, yeah, we're in all this trouble, but it doesn't feel like it. Look at us just sitting here. And he said, said, yeah, we're in the eye of the storm. And that's the best description I've heard. The eye of the storm. And I'm in, I'm in the eye of the storm of my own life. If things don't go well, if things don't change... I will, I don't know what I'll do, frankly. You know, you heard in that last section uh, that the Melbourne International Comedy Festival is not going to work out real well for me or anyone uh, if public transport has anything to do with it. Uh, and I'm just glad that I, I no longer have false hope or real hope. It's good to just get rid of them and live in a world 
of counting down the minutes till drink o'clock every day. Um, people who don't enjoy bleak humour um, probably aren't enjoying this. I should say the live show is not, it's not bleak. It's lovely, you know, but this, this is a podcast where I'm just talking straight off the top of my head and uh, you're getting the unfiltered sewage. Uh, what I do with a thing called the writing process, which primarily consists of editing, really, and the editing primarily consists of deleting shit until there's almost nothing left but, well, the gold, really. Uh, or at least the stuff that isn't uh, going to make an audience suicidal. I'm looking out the window and there's a place across the road that has turned itself into a cafe and the awning, the edge of the awning, I don't know what that's called, that faces out onto the street, still bears the name of the previous business as if it's been left there. Uh, for nostalgia's sake, to mark the place. Um, fuck, that's not interesting at all, is it? Why did I mention that? Oh, editing process. So what you do is you delete shit like that and you leave in things that people want to hear uh, or will be glad that they heard that's what a Melbourne International Comedy Festival show is. It's a person who has said a lot of stuff and then they've gone back over it and they've thrown away nearly all of it. And I'm saying to you, you should work out your travel arrangements to get in and out of the city of Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and see as many shows as you can because there's going to be a lot of them and a lot of them are going to be real good. And you're seeing shit that you can't see on Netflix. You can't see it on Netflix. Netflix stand-up comedy specials are a very... They're shit. Well, no, nah, they're shit. Well, no, nah, they're fucking awful. Well, they suck. You've only got to sit through a stand-up comedy special by someone who is a bona fide, bona fide hero of stand-up comedy and be bored halfway through it to realise just how powerful a Netflix special is. Um, what, 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 a, what, a, what a... How good it is at its apparent aim, which is to suck the life out of comedy and make comedy... Terribly fucking uninteresting. What do you want to do? <coughs> Is get yourself to a small venue. A small venue show. Um, maybe what you want to do each day is... Don't just check the reviews. Get on social media and see what the comedians are talking about. Comedians are the only people who know what's good. Uh, the people who actually make money out of comedy, which is, of course, not the fucking comedians. Um, 
They don't know what's good. They've got no fucking idea. They haven't got the faintest notion of what the public want because the kind of people who make the money out of comedy aren't public-type people. They are ambitious people who want to make a lot of money and they're quite comfortable shifting people around like pieces on a board. Uh, I have to work with these people and make my peace with them. Um, but I wouldn't ask them ever what what's a good show. That would be pointless. I'll ask comedians who know what the go is. Because what happened is last year, towards the end of the year, I took it upon myself to approach people on Twitter who were saying racist Australian things and I would reply to them out of the blue. They don't know me, I don't know them, but I know they're committed racists because the shit they are saying on Twitter is fucking awful and I would comment at them, you're a shit cunt. And I did this to loads of people because I wanted to see what would happen. And what happened was my account of, yeah, maybe 10 years standing uh, was nuked with no right of reply, no way to appeal. Didn't get to talk to a human being about it. And, you know, this is an account that went through Occupy, uh, Arab Spring, Black Lives Matter, um, Standing Rock, you know, you name it, big events. And through this uh, account, I would follow people and they would follow me back and we talk to each other around the world. Grassroots people fighting for fucking motherfucking fucking fucking justice. Uh, fighting against exactly the kind of unaccountable power that can crush you and answer to no one upon doing so. So that was a fucking eye-opener. I um, got a f close person to help me open up a new account. I couldn't work it out. Um, sometimes I'm not that great with the old uh, interwebs stuff. But for me, it's like a car. I can drive it, but I can change a tyre. I can... No, that's the extent of what I can do with a car. And I don't plan to ever learn anything else about what's going on with the car. I don't see why I have to. I've got shit to do, frankly. Same goes with the internet and computers. I'm never going to learn how any of that shit works. It's irrelevant to me. I've got shit to do in the world of motherfucking fucking fucking ideas. Uh, so, yeah. That was it. That was I've started a new Twitter account. It's up to about three hundred and fifty followers or something like that, and um, it's pretty disappointing, though. You know, um, 
I don't, I don't know what to do about it. Well, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. This is the world we live in now. But I'm glad it happened in a way. I'm not fucking glad. At I'm not even slightly glad it happened. It's fucking terrible. It's shithouse. It's awful. It's really bad news. That Twitter account was a major asset for me. And months later, I am still following, clicking on follow, of people that I had forgotten about because I've been following people for 10 years. So I'm still getting back, you know, gearing back. It'll take fucking years to rebuild it. It will take years of unpaid work. It's an asset to me. Uh, it's an asset to Twitter. They make money out of it. But as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a Nazi, so I don't get supported by the system. Um, you know, some people say, hey, when people work out that Nazis are a protected species, uh, the people will rise up in anger. Well, let me tell you something about that. The people are fucking cool. The people are awesome. The people know what's going on. Let me put it another way. The people can see what's happening right in front of them. They can see it with their fucking own two eyes. But they're constantly uh, discouraged from taking action based on what they can see because they don't see it resulting in anything. They don't see any point rising up because they saw that Occupy was crushed, Black Lives Matter, Standing Rock, crushed. So the people are cool, but what point was I trying to make? Hang on, what was I talking about? Uh, we're in trouble. My Twitter account was fucking nuked. And it gave me a little taste, and it was it's scary. Wow. So Google could do that to me, couldn't they? They could nuke my account. Facebook could nuke my account. Instagram, etc. Uh, that would fuck me up because, frankly, I need all that shit. So... Now I have to behave myself online. I've got to play nice, which is, you know, not cool. It's not cool at all. It's not how I want to play the game. But look, if you're struggling with that kind of thing, like how can I be myself if I'm expected to lie just to save my skin? Well, there are ways, my friends, like say... I'm doing a live show, and I've called it Death to America because I think people will be able to understand that it's it's funny. It's a joke, right? And so far, that's exactly how it's worked out. So cool. And the show uh, is designed... The show is designed to make audiences comfortable. As soon as they walk in the room, I make them comfortable, and I keep them comfortable, and they stay comfortable all the way until it's time to leave, until it's... The show is over. That's how you got to do it, my friends. If you're going to... Fuck off! Why? No! No, I don't want to have a fucking nine-hour phone call. Okay, I've got my own fucking shit to deal with. You know? What? Fucking... 
What's wrong with texting? Tech, if you want something, text me. For God's sake. That um, sounds like a good point to uh, leave today. Um, this has been an experiment in testing people's patience. And before I leave, I'll tell you why now. You might think, well, hang on, Sean, wouldn't you be better off honing something? You're doing something that's very focused and very spot on. You've edited it down. Well, actually, no. In the current online media uh, world, people who make awesome content that's had a lot of work put into it are viciously punished and those who shit post are um, doing much better they're hanging on to their sanity um, because they're not letting the whole thing get on top of them they're not taking it too seriously uh, the world is going to change soon in a big fucking way because this of course is unsustainable um a world where artists, performers could, could put high quality stuff out there on the internet, internet, but currently don't and have stopped doing so because not only is it not worth it, it's sort of bad for you, like for your mental health because um, advertising has created a backwards world. We're struggling. Uh, but I'm going to keep um, fucking leave a fucking message. I don't want a hang up message or a missed call. Text me. Tell me what you fucking want.